This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Now, James, you bought your ticket. What are you going to do with that money if you win? Well, I'm definitely going to get a, a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about five kilos of cocaine. And I'll be good to go. Okay, so you like cars. You like cars. I love cars. I don't like cars. I don't know what I would do with all of that money. I would have to sit on it, pray on it for a day, figure out what I want to do with it. I like that. <laughs> so that's the beauty of live TV when you're asking somebody at the convenience mart in in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, on what they're going to spend their money on. And I love that. Uh, she says, what are you going to buy your money on? You win the uh, Mustang 5.0 dual exhaust and a bunch of cocaine and i love it. and then she comes on and she says well i'm not really a fan of cars you know that's almost as good as the original let's go brandon clip oh the uh when the crowd was chanting yeah and not let's go brandon <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Marsh and the reporter said, uh, so they grabbed that NASCAR. Hey, they're, they're shouting, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and that's still, to this day, nobody really thinks that girl, because a lot of people, they criticize that poor uh, NASCAR reporter. They said she mistook the crowd. She thought the crowd was saying, let's go, Brandon. She did not think that for a second. She knew that they were saying <laughs> F Joe Biden. She knew that they were saying that she should actually have been commended for being that quick on her feet to be able to say, oh, right. because it's on TV. People obviously hear what's going on. I don't know if anybody watches NASCAR anymore outside of Carl Edwards and a few of her close friends. But I don't know if anybody watches it. But if you're watching it, uh, you hear what the crowd is saying. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden and the reporter, she, she should be commended. I agree. I agree. There's no doubt. Uh, NASCAR, by the way, their biggest ratings always have been in the southeastern part of the country. Um, the Carolinas and the uh, very southern states, that's always been their base, uh, even going back to the days of Richard Petty. So, yeah, they still get pretty good ratings. They're on um, Fox and also on NBC. But it was a tough, I mean, it, it's one of those things you hear the cursing in the background. I don't know what she, she was in a difficult position as, as the reporter, and uh, she had a pair of headphones on, as I recall, too, and sometimes it can be hear, hard to hear, but, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, she. I don't think she thought for a second. By the way, somebody sent me, who, there was a country dude who played here Saturday night. Jason Or Aldean. Friday night. Jason Aldean, I think. Jason Aldean uh, was here Friday night, and apparently coming out, and I have this, I should have sent it to myself, but I decided not to because I didn't think it was ever just gonna uh come up but apparently coming out of the uh coming out of the concert the other night this just and i asked i'm like was this like a put on thing or did it just happen and apparently it just happened like organically uh i can't hear it Oh, crap. Now somebody's calling. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, anyhow, leaving the Jason Aldean concert, coming through the hallways, the concert venue, people uh, were uh, chatting, let's go, let's go, Brandon. I don't know why I think it's still over a year old. And they, the, some people celebrated the one-year anniversary uh, with it. We had fun with it. All right, let's move forward. Things that are happening today. Uh, no winner last night on the Powerball uh, ticket. Otherwise, that dude would be out in his brand new Mustang GT5, GT5.0 with all the cocaine. Anybody buy the tickets? I didn't. I did not. I think Chris bought some. You think Mr. Bell bought some? Yeah. Uh, no. A lot of money. Marsh? Not this time, but I may today. <laughs> I might now. Mm -hmm. Why hear, not? Do you hear what this dude's going to buy? 
uh, cocaine and hookers and a Mustang GT 5.0. Uh, dual your exhaust. Dual, with the hooker or the Mustang? <laughs> your choice. <laughs> would you, Brandon, the question is, would you spend the money on the new EV, EV Hummer if you won the lottery? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's always an interesting question of like, if you were to win the lottery, what's the first thing that you would purchase? Uh, I I would probably just give most of mine away. The question for me is, would you for still, your wedding? Would you still work? People would say, I I'd retire. I'd retire if I won uh, that money. If I won the Powerball, I'd just quit. I'm not going to retire. I'm just done. Yeah, I would maybe find something fun part-time. I don't know if I would continue a full-time job for the rest of my life. Be a Walmart greeter. And you'd also... $500 million collects collects interest. I'm at the Walmart. I grind something. Can I get you a cart? You want to ship the cart? Let me see your receipt. I also think that one of the things you'd have to keep in mind, especially any any lotto winner, but especially a, a jackpot that big, I think it's $1.1 billion, uh, the latest I heard, you're going to get hit up for a lot of money. Is you're book go- your plane you're, ticket you're, and shut your phone off immediately. Because you are going to get hit up for money, and uh, and sometimes you're hit up by people that say they're your relatives. This is what I've, I've read in pretty legitimate news accounts um, to the point where the Missouri legislature had to jump in and they passed a bill. A Democrat, uh, uh, Democratic Representative Jay Mosley sponsored that bill. His wife's a senator. And right now, and I believe it applies to Powerball too, certainly it's a Missouri lottery. If you win, you no longer have to give your name or come yep. forward. Because what was happening is people were being hit up. In some cases, they were being harassed, according to this representative. And uh, and they, they passed that bill. That was a top priority by the way, for the Legislative Black Caucus to get that bill passed because it was important to them. I'm assuming it happened to some of their constituents. Uh, certainly it happened to some of Representative Mosley's constituents. I assume it would also apply to Powerball, but I don't know because Missouri participates in that. And for most people, it, that level of money just like ruins their life. So I, I really, I would love to win like fifty to 100000 I don't know that I need to win a billion. That'd be awesome, fifty the to 100000 The data shows, though, that it, um, that it, Folks who win the lottery really it can really ruin their lives. Mm. Same with like professional athletes. Well, and that's and we've t- we detailed some of the stories over the years. These people all of a sudden, you know, they're a billionaire and they don't know what the hell to do with it. They were, you know, smoking Marlboros, buying lottery tickets every week, and all of a sudden one year got lucky and went, I don't know how to handle this. And they get people that come out of the woodwork, relatives. They get, I mean, people within years, they've gone through their stuff. Life almost worse off. Not everybody, but it it, it, it has. Um, Criminal element comes after them. That can happen, too. And that's that was the concern of the representative from, from Florissant is something like that. But it would definitely was relatives. And some, some that are not even sure they were their relatives. They were people showing up saying they're a cousin or et cetera. Uh, welcome to the show. It is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Brandon Rath, John Marsh, Brian Housemore, Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah is here. I think coming up at 835, we might do a uh, we might do a listener mailbag, see what people are talking about. We were talking about the... the ben- Housemore, you would remember this. How long ago was the underwear banded up in Moberly? Broke into a place and put women's... Uh, put some... Uh, Boy, I remember Three that, or four years uh, ago? Say, I'm going to just go off of memory about 2017 or 2018. 2017. Maybe yeah, right. somewhere in there. But so, that got a 
a lot of news coverage. And it's getting a lot of text here. I don't even know how it came up on the show this morning, but it's getting some traction here on the text. Maybe we'll cover that. Coming up, 835. Right now, I want to bring in Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler real quick here into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Congresswoman, uh, welcome in. Obviously, a lot of things happening in Washington, D.C., but I know you're doing a big event tonight. Tell us about the event that you are doing tonight. Well, it's actually this morning. This I'm morning. on the road right now coming to Columbia, and I hope people will join me uh, from 10 to noon. We're going to be at the Missouri State High School Activities Association. That's at 1 North Keene Street there in Columbia. And we're going to have a uh, marijuana impact summit um, where people will have an opportunity to discuss uh, this very, very timely issue that is potentially impacting Missouri in a big way after next week. But uh uh, you're going to have the opportunity to hear from George, who's a young man uh, I met a few weeks ago. I was very impressed with him and very moved by his story. Uh, he wants to share a little bit about his experience with marijuana and the addiction that ensued and, and what that did to his life. We're going to have prosecutors there, including Eric Zahn and some others, to talk about what they're seeing in the courtroom with marijuana use already. Uh, we have some parent groups. Uh, uh, some of our state reps are going to be there. And uh, I just think it's very important for people to know because there's a lot of misinformation about marijuana. For instance, they know it's not that harmful. Uh, but the marijuana today is far, far more toxic than in the past. And then we're going to discuss uh, what happened in some of the states that had legalization. And, uh, you know, it has not been good on those states with increased crime, increased uh, uh, death to fatality accidents, increased addiction, um, and, um, you know, it, it hasn't decreased the amount of illegal use either. In, in fact, it has spurred the use of illegal, which seems uh, counterintuitive, but it is uh, it is true. So there's a lot of things that uh, we need to, to hear about, and, and that's why I hope people will come out and, and learn more. Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler, wake up mid-Missouri. Uh, and I don't agree with those things you just said, and we respect that. But let me ask you, so is this, uh, so Amendment 3, seven days from now, we're going to the polls, legalize recreational weed. So for, and I can imagine how you're voting on this, and if you would like to tell us how you're voting on it, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, but for you, this is, because I know a lot of folks that are voting no on legalized recreational marijuana. They're voting no because they're just saying there's enough other stuff. There's enough other junk in there that convolutes this enough that, hey, we don't want to do this. But for you, it's just the moral issue of marijuana is why you're, I'm assuming, that you're voting no on three. Well, I am voting no, but it's it's not that. This Amendment 3 has uh, several things. It removes safeguards to the Missouri medical marijuana law that uh, voters put in place, saying, for instance, it's Missouri-only businesses that would have licenses. It, it, it very conveniently does away with that, allowing people from all over the, the big marijuana industry to come in and buy it. And they are, no doubt, uh, they wrote this, and they are pro- going to profit off of this. In fact, they're putting $1.6 million just into promotion of this. So this is big industry coming into our state, removing safeguards. It does away with the regular application process for medical marijuana, saying you you have background checks, you have uh, um, character, a business plan, site security. does away with all that, changes it to a lottery system. It also allows uh, more ownership by a few people, the consolidation of the industry, um, and right now there's a limit of only, you could only uh, own three or five of the manufacturing facilities or the dispensary. It does away with that, and it says no more than 10% of the total in the state 
for each of the three categories. And so you're going to see a consolidation uh, by this big industry, the drug cartels coming into our state. And that's very concerning. But it also hampers law enforcement by saying that uh, they cannot search a vehicle if they see marijuana in there, if the person has a medical marijuana card. And so uh, what you're going to have is the drug dealers just getting somebody with a medical marijuana uh, license to transport the fentanyl the meth or, or whatever in the trunk and uh when they're stopped or pulled over they say well i have a medical marijuana card here's my uh three vehicle i mean that just is is very very concerning plus all the the health ramifications you know i worked with young people for years as a high school teacher being a co-director of an at-risk program and uh even though this provision doesn't allow the legalization we know that it increases the use of our young people in states that have legalized it um, and it increases their likelihood of addiction. One out of six teenagers that uses marijuana will get an addiction. And it, it does increase or decrease, excuse me, by 8% their IQ for life uh, while their brain is developing. And there are, you know, increased number of children who've gone to ER with all the gummy bears and the brownies in those states where there is uh, uh, in, in legalization. So I'm concerned about our children addiction and here we've had a hundred thousand americans die of drug overdoses last year why would we legalize another drug and make it even worse but they're not dying of marijuana medical uh marijuana uh overdoses there are numerous deaths every year because of drug overdoses but not because of marijuana uh overdoses congresswoman vicki hartswood is happening this morning she's on her way there uh right now missouri state high school uh athletic association missouri state high school association one north keen street so you like 63 and broadway where the hospitals the medical offices are that's kind of where this is uh happening today and i just got to ask we have like 30 seconds congresswoman but i'm watching cnn msnbc reading usa today and they're saying uh, that all of you republicans are in dc saying ignorant things about democrat lawmakers in plotting violent acts uh, is that true <laughs> No, no, okay. no, no, all right. Not, just, not at all. I just, <laughs> hey, I trusted that it wasn't happening, but I am verifying. Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler, you need anything, anything we can do to be of service to your constituents here in mid-Missouri, you let us know, okay? You bet. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Good morning, 827 time for the Morning Bell Business News. A little twist that only Stephanie Powell can give you. So my husband and I have this debate every Thanksgiving about whether or not we should just go out yeah. to eat. Um, and now the economists are actually on my side. So there's some new reports out. And according to a Wells Fargo report, is this the year to dine out for Thanksgiving? They're saying if you have four or fewer people, yes, because the price of groceries is really outpacing inflation as far as inflation on just like eating out. Um, and so the economics finally make sense. Uh, turkey is way up. Eggs, there's something about the bird flu. They're way up. The thing that's up the least, which is kind of sad, is uh, that vegetables and fruit <laughs> and the stuff that we're supposed to be eating which um we probably still won't eat even though it, it is cheaper um uh, so anyway this is finally the year and i will say one year um i preemptively ordered catering from a spot in ashland from word of mouth and 
just ordered it all in. And that was the year, two days before Thanksgiving, we got COVID and then we couldn't go anywhere <laughs> anyway. And it was wonderful. You had all the leftovers with none of the work because think about how much money you spend. And then you spend all day, maybe the day before cooking, you're yeah. exhausted by the, and honestly, Thanksgiving, this is another Stephanie Bell hot take. Thanksgiving food isn't that good anyway. Yeah. Uh, turkey, mashed potatoes, uh, and that's about it. And, yeah, and then you have to clean. No, and the thank turkey you. better have some damn good gravy on it, because otherwise, right? Uh, so it's my year. Go out to eat for Thanksgiving. Uh, and by the, I remember the first year I went out. I was like, you're not supposed to go out. Why? How come, Brian? Well, this is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. In 24, we'll start working on some right away, finalizing the. The design, but I'd say construction would start towards the end of that year, 2024. 2024, when we can expect to see some things potentially happening at the 6370 interchange. Uh, Brandy Baldwin, project manager with MoDOT, telling us earlier this morning, we say 160,000 vehicles, 160,000 vehicles going through that interchange every day. I want to get more specific numbers, specific, because the real problem is... Uh, 63, trying to get onto yep. the interstate from either direction uh, is where the real problems uh, are. Getting, let's say you're taking 70 eastbound, like you're going towards St. Louis, and you try to get off on 63. That can get a little dicey sometimes, but really that's the uh, the big thing. Brandy Baldwin saying, so we're at the end of 2022 now, so basically... Uh, 2024, a little over a year from now, some things will start happening there. And I think she specifically said by the end, by the end of 2024, we'll actually see folks out there with jackhammers and shovels and start moving stuff around. 874-9390. Timothy, uh, what are your, what's uh, on your mind regarding the 7063 interchange? Well, I have two points. First point is I don't, I don't use marijuana per se, but the problem with it is let people choose, and more people have been affected by the history of the abuse of alcohol than anything in the world. Okay, now, uh, on the interchange, go ahead and go back up there where 763 comes off of 63 North. Make mm-hmm. a loop around toward Midway and get all that traffic going west. Go west, and then go the same way with the other way. Go to St. Charles, make a road that goes out that way. It, too much traffic coming in that intersection. That's the most... Mm, I can't use the right words. Messed up. I caught myself. Messed up place in the world. It was totally bad the first time they put a shovel to dig that thing. Because they never planned the future. And and we got to get traffic off of there. Make a loop, you know, a, 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 a two, four lanes or two lanes go out west and then uh, go out east and get that traffic off of that interchange. It's ridiculous. Uh, Timothy, thank you for the phone call. Or I would even volunteer, hey, why don't you fix like uh, uh, 63, 54, 50. Fix some of that stuff in Jefferson City first. (laughs) Let's do that first. And they've talked about all sorts of different scenarios. The one point, point he's making about this idea of going up to 763 and kind of the loop to Midway and then to St. Charles. Certainly a good idea. They don't have the funding for that. Um, And also, it would require some right-of-way. They'd probably have to use eminent domain. Um, I'm not aware of any road that they could really, that just goes through there. The other thing, Brandon, is when I went to the July meeting, um, and I know they're close on a decision, but the biggest thing I heard from people at that meeting, it was packed, uh, that that was basically a, a... a meeting where people could give feedback. They like the diverging diamond idea. They like it. But 
the MoDOT, the only money they have is for I-70-63. What really needs to be done, and they made this clear, is they need to fix the whole corridor between Route B and Route Z. That's 18 miles. The whole miles. corridor on uh, yes. I-70. And, and people also, the biggest thing they also want is three lanes through Columbia. And yep. they don't have the money right now. They're trying to get it. But hopefully they could tap into some of that federal uh, transportation money. But it's a $140 million project right now. That sounds like a lot, but it's really not. They talked about doing this five six years ago the number was 250 million well and i think we need a long-term solution you know i don't really she she said you know that the clover was actually a really good idea but that we can't do it because there's some businesses around there and i think you know are we sacrificing like a long-term traffic solution for bob evans i mean you know i i agree businesses are important but having a bottleneck not only affects the businesses right there it affects the businesses of surrounding communities and of our whole community so i i just we've got to come up with a solution that works for everybody and there's going to be pain points for everybody when they built the bob evans in 1994 your point that, that that's when they opened up i remember it and they've remodeled it since then but they so they put a lot of money in, into that business but the businesses i think she's clearly referring to would be bob evans in that hotel next door and probably the steak and shake certainly the bob evans but it, again 160,000 people pass through there a day yeah. i think we could i mean if that's the best solution and maybe the mobile glass uh, place across the street across the highway too and again stephanie that's a tough issue people don't like the idea of eminent domain but uh they're i they're, don't either there are other possibilities we'll see and and they should be unveiling some more proposals soon but uh, that was a good interview i got to hear a little bit of that and i'm glad she came on yeah i think it's interesting stuff uh, Look at the uh, tri-level in Jefferson City. Stephanie can relate to that. But that goes back to the kind of strange design, for lack of better terms. That was because of some eminent domain things that didn't happen. They kind of had to sort of, for lack of a better term, gerrymandered around some existing businesses there. One of them was there was a bar there that sat right in the middle of it almost for years. Yep. You know what gives my Google uh, hissy fits? That tri-level interchange right through there. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. You try to go, they go uh, stay right. Now stay. No, go left. Like well, she's yelling at me. And a portion of it is completely closed because of safety concerns. And then I know some of our larger manufacturers have gotten hung up there with like big pieces of equipment. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a disaster. And there have been many trucks. John and I have covered over the years different accidents, particularly truck drivers coming in from Sedalia or St. Louis, Kansas City, and they crash in there because of the curve. Um, it, it's just. Or the other side of it, like Steph was referring to, the one that uh, the truckload of nail polish remover that crashed and burned and permanently damaged that now closed stretch of the tri-level yeah. there, that overpass part. Absolutely. And there, I think there was a truck in there carrying hot dogs one time that crashed. And <laughs> I definitely remember that. I believe that even may have been a fatality. Uh, but there have been so many over the years in that area, especially in the winter when there's snow. It's tough, but it's tough anytime. Uh, also off the tax, uh, people don't like diverging diamonds. Mark says, I just buy a bulldozer and start tearing stuff up. <laughs> I think I'm on board with Mark's program there, Marsh. Uh, I just buy some equipment and just start scraping up and um, and see what happens next. Uh, 874-9390. Welcome into the show. Glad you could be here tomorrow. Uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, he's going to be joining us as, uh, tomorrow. We will be six days away from the uh from the election interesting i didn't know this missouri has the fifth longest one of these in the country fifth longest one of these out of 
Uh, what did Joe say? 54 states. Barack Obama's on record saying 57 states. So out of 54 states, <laughs> uh, Missouri has the fifth longest one of these. Do we count Puerto Rico, though? You know, I don't know. Is it a state? No. Depending on which president you talk to, I guess. <laughs> well, let's get Barack Obama's answer and Joe Biden's uh, answer. Missouri has the fifth longest state constitution. Uh, fifth longest. Alabama has the uh, longest. And I bring that up because it's actually uh, a question. Something we're going to be looking at whenever uh, whenever you go to the polls seven days from now. You've got all the uh, the ballot issues. You've got the candidates. Uh, and then you look at the very end. Constitutional Convention. Uh, submitted by John Ashcroft, Secretary of State, State of Missouri. Should there be a convention to revise and amend the Constitution? Uh, no is the uh, the vote. Do you, Stephanie, you go and vote on judges, which I think it's silly that we do that. I think they should just Why? be appointed. I just, they should be appointed. I don't think we should be. Nah. Um, it's like a retention election. Yeah. And so, but think about it. I mean, for the most part, I mean, well, we know that they have to retire after 70, but judges are like, it depends on the judge. But for a lot of times, exactly. it's, like, it's a lifetime appointment. And so for uh. retention elections, like say you really did have a really bad judge, you know, what's your kind of recourse? Um, you know, I, I don't, I think maybe there was only one judge. I need, um, I'll have to look it up. But there there have been very few judges that have not uh, survived a retention election. And do there you, might be zero. But I think you, there was one or two. Do you appear in front of a lot of judges? I mean, does... Uh, a or fair do number. you appear in front of judges that you vote on? Yeah. And Col does, well, I used to. When I lived in Cole County, the circuit court judges are not selected by the Missouri court plan. They are elected. And so, right. yeah, I did. So does that ever... Yeah, that guy, he didn't fa He didn't rule in my favor. I'm not voting for this guy to be retained. <laughs> no, no, and they, they're elected there, so it's different. Uh, I think people have um, people have a wide variety. We could have a long debate about whether you should have the Missouri plan, whether you should have the federal plan, or whether you should elect your judges. In Cole County, particularly, particularly where very important cases come up, I'm very glad that we elect our judges there, and we elect them here in Boone, Boone too, you know? And we've elected um, some conservative... I mean, we have a pretty mixed bag here in Boone, right? We have some con more conservative judges and some more left-leaning judges. Uh, Associate Circuit Judge, Circuit 13 Division, they're all Democrat judges, which I guess is okay. We vote for a Democrat sheriff in Boone County every year, overwhelmingly, by the way. Uh, I guess we can vote for Democrat judge. No, I don't want. I'm going to vote party lines, man. Party lines. Uh, if you have any questions about how you should vote on stuff, and I'm serious, I'm, I'm, uh, we're kind of kidding. We would never tell you how to vote on things. We can tell you how we see things and how uh, we would vote. But we do get a lot of folks asking, hey, I don't understand this and I don't understand that. And I feel like it's part of one of our things that we do here. There's a great story about Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, and the power of local talk radio and what he has done over the years. He has spent, now he's a politician, obviously, but he spent a lot of time on radio shows over the years. It'd be like four, to listen to everything that Ron Johnson has done on the radio, You'd have to sit and listen like nonstop for four years. I don't know how entertaining that would be, but it shows you that is the power and why he has done what he has done in Wisconsin. It is largely because talk radio gets his message out, and that's what we do here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. We inform and tell you how to vote. <laughs>
Yeah. He actually, but he sided, like, he, he got a start, basically, with the help of a local talk yeah. radio show. And they said, yeah, the number of times he calls in is, like, you know, quadruple his opponent or something. He spends a lot of time, and he, and he says, you know, we, as a conservative, it's hard to get my message out on mainstream yeah. media. So without talk radio, I don't know that I'd be able to talk to folks who, you know, want to hear from me. Yeah, the local papers aren't going to talk about you more often than not than if if you're a conservative. Don't get a whole lot of help from TV. It is small, local, conservative. Talk radio. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Enjoy. Some of the things we didn't get time to get to on the uh, show today. Here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, sometimes when we open up our refrigerators, there's good leftovers in there, and sometimes there's even better leftovers. Leftovers are always... Uh, Always good. Anybody notice anything different on Twitter over the past few days? There is this dude, Jake Denton Heritage Foundation, says there's movement. There are people. The people are telling Elon, "Hey man, you got to fire everybody who used to be there because they're still they're still screwing with it." Employees who are still employed at Twitter are going rogue. I would and countless other conservatives were just banned over the weekend from the platform. And frankly, that's going to continue to happen until Elon gets rid of these people. And so I think he's really just got to power through these first couple of days and get to the firings. And Twitter, apparently, this according to Mediaite, Elon Musk's Twitter to charge verified users 20 bucks per month to keep the blue check. I don't understand. What is the blue check? It's the verification. The thing that got Brian Houseworth all in a tizzy the other morning about how mad he is because the Eagle doesn't have it. Where's Houseworth? We need to get him back in here and talk about this. I don't know. He got pretty fired up. I could feel his blood pressure raising (laughs) while we were sitting here. How much does it cost now per month? It's zero. You just Uh, have to, like, be cool enough or know somebody. uh, You have to apply. uh, All right. MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan. Uh, he went on the TV last night. Says he's going to look into. He, this is how we joked about this the other day, but it's true. It's for real. How much progressives are wet in the bed? They pee the bed at night that Trump was ever president, and that Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Matty Hassan from MSNBC. You know what he said he's going to do? He's going to look into Elon Musk's immigration status. Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Marsh, anything for leftovers? Fire up the burn barrel in Jefferson City. Your rights return this time of year. Oh. Allowed to burn yard waste now, today, through March 2nd. First, I mean. Unlike the People's Republic of Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did I ever tell you, sir, it was like the first time I really got my tail kicked here on this show. It was like seven years ago. First of many times. First of many times. I was talking about uh, burning. I just thought it was silly to burn stuff in your front yard because the smell of burning leaves doesn't seem can do you know it's not what i envision a neighborhood to be man and some guy called do you even live in jefferson city son <laughs> i will know but i spend money here i work here i play but do you live in jefferson city i'm like well no i don't live in the city limits then you son shouldn't be talking about me he was angry that i was joking about burning crap out in your front yard this is america in Ashland, we have a contract with a yard waste provider, so a lot of people don't know that. If you have yard waste and you don't want to burn it, you can drop it off. Columbia and Jefferson City have that same deal. Well, Jeff City apparently almost lost their yeah, Almost. Do we have time for me to say that I was right? 
Yes. Okay. We were talking about this uh, Remington poll or whatever, and uh, it was showing that Alan Green had 37%. It was also showing just a nine-point difference between Schmidt and Valentine. Alan Green is a Democrat running for... Uh, auditor. Uh, auditor. Against Fitzpatrick. And I said, I, I can't believe that. I think that's overstating the Democrat uh, percentages. And uh, there's another poll out, I think today, that's the Hill-Emerson poll, and it's showing Schmidt up plus 14. So I was right. I because think, one poll <laughs> Because this poll, the, the latest poll is the rightest <laughs> poll, right. and I am right. Because it falls in line with what I think. This poll is, polls are crap. Oh, Trump's going to win in 2024. This poll's pretty, uh, I rely on this poll pretty heavily. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. We'll uh, see on election night. We'll see. Uh, da-da, da-da, da-da. Anybody else got anything for leftovers? Hannah, you got something? Should I share my Kardashian story that I was cracking up about yesterday? Even though I know everybody loves talking about the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got this uh, <laughs> for leftovers. Did we mention? There's a dude who went paragliding in Washington, Missouri. And I know exactly. I don't know if you've ever been through Washington. You cross the Missouri it's River. Beautiful. beautiful. There's that big church, big old steeple. Apparently a 35-year-old dude was paragliding there one week ago. Uh, and they think he crashed in the Missouri River. There's going to be a... Um, Apparently, some kind of vigil because they cannot find the guy. He was power paragliding, which I'm not sure, but I think that's where they put the like you're paragliding, and you put a, you take a Briggs and Stratton lawnmower and tape that, and get some duct tape and tape that lawnmower to the uh, paraglider, and it supposedly <laughs> moves you along. That's the way. Right down into the river. Yeah, right out into the uh, river. Uh, LSU, their soccer game yesterday. Punches thrown. We hear about punches thrown at football games, right? 